Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to Style Matters. I'm Karen. And I'm Zandra. You're now listening to the sixth season of our most favorite project ever, talking about why creating a home that inspires, comforts, and delights you is so important. We know you've been resonating with the guests on our show and feel equally passionate about creating a home you love. We are deeply grateful for all of the support you've been giving us on social media. And so now we have a favor to ask. Please take a moment, right now would be good, to put us on pause and go rate us on iTunes. No, seriously, go ahead. We'll wait. Okay, have you finished? Thank you so much. Now let's get started with today's episode. Today we're sharing another episode of On the LYC. You've probably already figured this out, but LYC stands for Little Yellow Couch, and it symbolizes everything we're about, making time to have meaningful conversations about creating a home you love while sitting comfortably in a beautiful space, or at least on an aesthetically pleasing piece of furniture. So what can you expect to hear on these kinds of episodes? Well, over the past few seasons, we've been collecting little bits of wisdom from the stylists we've had on the show, and we've noticed different design themes emerge. Starting in 2017, whenever we do an episode of On the LYC, we're going to dig deep into one of these themes. Oh, and if you're curious, you can see our aesthetically pleasing little yellow couch on the show notes page of this episode. Okay, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's a new year, and we've been reflecting on this podcast and what we've been getting out of it since we started in the middle of 2014. We've learned so much from the guests we've had on the show about decorating, creativity, and life in general. And we hope you've been inspired many times to take on a new project in your own home because of something you've heard here. A couple of weeks ago, we had a business retreat to look at the year ahead. Karen made this wonderful photo book for us. It's a compilation of all of the quotes that have come from our guests on the podcast. It's full of wisdom and helpful reminders about why style matters. Seeing them all together in a book got us thinking that there are a few concepts that have emerged regarding the best ways to approach decorating and developing one's personal style, especially in regard to how your style can affect your life overall. 
So we've decided that every few weeks when we do one of these episodes of On the LYC, where it's just myself and Karen, we're going to take some of these quotes and go even deeper with them. It's now the end of January, and many of us are either struggling to hold on to our New Year's resolutions or have given up on them altogether. And a big one always seems to be, this year I'm going to clean out every closet, junk drawer, and box in the attic and stay organized. So we thought maybe this would be a good time to talk about the subject of organization and looking to our past guests for some advice and inspiration. So why do we get organized in the first place? Well, we want a fresh start. We want a do-over. We want calm and peace of mind. We buy organizational systems because we hope they will make life easier. But today, we're not going to talk about specific systems. There are a million stores and products out there that are selling containers, file folders, calendars, and apps for your phone, all with the promise of fixing your life. We don't know which ones will work for you because we don't know the details of your specific lifestyle or what your own organizational standards are. So instead, we're going to talk about what organizational rituals of any kind can do for your overall well-being. Knowing yourself and being honest about your current reality when it comes to your home and your schedule will then make those decisions of which system to use so much clearer and hopefully give you the motivation you need to keep on top of things. A few months ago, we interviewed Jaren McConnell from Oleander and Palm. Since she has moved frequently throughout her life, we asked her, what was the first thing she does in a new home? What project does she tackle first? We were expecting her to say that she started by painting every room or choosing one area to demo and rebuild that would take all of her attention. Instead, she surprised us. She said, I look at organization and the bones of the room first because it's hard to go back and do that stuff. She went on to say that she thinks of the way in which her cupboards, drawers, and closets are organized actually set the stage for how she's going to live in her home. This was a huge aha moment for us. When we move or renovate or even just rearrange furniture, we often start throwing things randomly behind closed doors because we want to concentrate on how the new space looks. And we've got all those amazing before and after photos from Pinterest in our minds. But if we take the time to really think about how we use our things and our relationship to them, then how we access them becomes really important. And that's what a lot of organizing is actually about. Being able to put our hands on something when we need it without having to hunt for it or without having to move a bunch of stuff out of the way to get to it. And then being able to put it back quickly and easily so that it doesn't feel like a huge chore. So if having pretty containers or office supplies motivates you to keep things tidy on your desk or kitchen counters, then by all means, go buy some pretty things. <laughs> Just know that if they don't also function well for your lifestyle, you're going to end up not using them. So here are a couple of suggestions that we found really helpful for when you get on your next organizational kick. One, figure out where you naturally dump stuff when you walk in the house. For example, if your kids kick off their shoes and leave them scattered across the floor, instead of buying a fancy shoe rack that requires them to place their shoes neatly together, buy a basket that their shoes can land in as they're flying off their feet. And wherever you open your mail should also have a bin to collect your paper recycling. 
If you need to save paperwork as you open it, put some attractive file folders there too. In other words, put your containers where your things are and you'll increase your chances that those things will look like they intentionally belong there. Two, keep your weaknesses in mind. Just like forcing yourself to eat only lettuce to lose weight, you're eventually going to cave in. Don't set up unrealistic standards for cleanliness and organization. Our guest from season three, Peter Walsh, said to us, perfection is death to happiness. And he has this wonderful Australian accent that made it sound even more dramatic. (laughs) Instead, he advises that we start by asking, what do I want my home to give me? If you want to feel refreshed and like you have a clean slate at the beginning of the day, then that's the reason to do the dishes and clean off your kitchen counters the night before. Not because you have the voice of your mother in your head telling you what a lazy housekeeper you are because you leave dishes in the sink. On the other hand, if doing something else before bed really feeds your happiness, like staying up late talking with your partner about your vacation plans or falling asleep with your child as you read him a bedtime story, then go ahead and leave the kitchen as it is and simply make cleaning up part of your morning routine. And know that these priorities can change every day, and that's okay too. Finally, the best reason we know for getting organized comes from Maxwell Ryan, founder of Apartment Therapy. He was one of our early guests on the show and really set the bar high when it comes to inspirational interviews. He told a story about how, early on in his career, he noticed that his clients often moved shortly after he'd helped them fix up their apartments. At first, he thought this was probably a bad sign, that it meant that the solutions to small spaces or awkward nooks that he was giving them weren't actually working. But after talking with these people, he found out that the act of clearing out the visual and physical clutter and setting up their apartments to reflect and make room for what really mattered, his clients found themselves ready to take on the dreams and goals they had been wanting to go after, which then often necessitated a move. It was all really positive, and this is the point we want to drive home, a very real way of experiencing the power of connecting who you are your current lifestyle, and your aspirations to the space you call home. Thinking about it this way to us is the best motivator we know of when it comes to figuring out an organizational system and sticking to it. So those are our thoughts on how to get organized and how to be motivated to stay organized. For more inspiration, you can go to the show notes page for this episode at littleyellowcouch.com and we'll have links to all of the interviews we've just referred to along with our link to a Pinterest board for organizational ideas. So before we wrap up today, we are going to share our current obsessions. And I can't wait, so I'm going to go go first. first. (laughs) (laughs) So my current obsession is this portrait painting that I just bought. A couple of weeks ago, Xandra and I had a business retreat. And to kick it off, we went antiquing, of course. Of course. (laughs) And... We walk in and we're probably only about 10 feet inside the door. And I literally gasped. I mean, I think my hands flew up in the air. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It was like, I've been looking for one for such a long time. And I don't know exactly what I've been looking for. I just knew that when I saw it, (laughs) I would know. And it was like being reunited when I found this painting. (laughs) I could hear Karen across... The bar. She was further ahead of me in the barn, and all of a sudden, I just hear this. <gasps> <laughs> so 
she came running because either I was dying or I had found something really amazing. Of course, I grabbed it and found out that it was only 30 bucks, which was a steal in my mind. I carried it around and I literally, I even said this to Zandra as we're walking through the place, I literally felt like electricity between this object (laughs) and my hand. I mean, it just really... I don't know if you've all ever had that experience, but when you find something and especially something that has its own history and something that it may not be a history that, you know, but there's just something to it. I mean, this obviously was a real woman that sat down for this portrait and an artist that was connected to her in some way. And it just makes me so curious. And there's something about her that I completely identify with um and we'll put the a picture of her up in the show notes page and you can also look for her on our instagram account which is at little yellow couch and oh my gosh i'm just looking at her right now <laughs> Get like giddy well but, speaking of instagram you had asked people to help you name her got a lot of nice responses yeah, we got so many great responses and it's so hard, but we just kept saying, you know, she has this certain sort of beauty to her, but then you can tell there's a little bit of a tough personality a in there edge. as well, a little, a little edge, exactly. And somehow the name Vivian came up and we're calling her Viv for short because that seems a little bit edgier. I love how I get to help <laughs> name her because it's not my painting, nor is it in my house. But thank you, Karen. That's yeah. very generous of you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and just a little side note. Um, I had that feeling when we walked into the barn and I could hear Karen gasping, but I couldn't see her. I had that jealous feeling that you get when you're <laughs> antiquing with somebody like, oh, she found a treasure before I did. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Uh, but when I went over, I saw the painting and I knew immediately it was not for me. It was meant for Karen. So all was well in the world. <laughs> well, that, that's actually a really good point that you bring up, though, because you kind of have to choose the right person to go antiquing with. <laughs> right. And I'll have to say, I mean, we have a lot of things that we have interests in together, but I don't think we've ever really found something that we fought over in an antique no, store. No, I guess we haven't. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> we'll <laughs> let you know. That's on the next episode. So, Sandra, let me know. Okay. What is your current obsession? Okay. So, um, I am have a much simpler obsession this time, but it's it's about plants. I cannot stop buying <laughs> plants and I truly don't have any room left for them in my house because I don't have any of that gorgeous luscious uh southern exposure I think it's southern that you want for really good light for plants so I also have to buy plants that don't need a hundred percent you know eight hours of full sun I have to buy plants that can tolerate some shade um, which are harder to find, especially because I like succulents, which all need a lot of sun. Um, so I really need to stop. But what's happening is not only do I not have space, I don't have enough planters. So I'm obsessed with not only buying plants, but I'm obsessed with flying, finding planters. And I don't just want to go to Home Depot and buy just regular old planters. I want them to be vintage or I want them to have some nicks and cuts and wear and tear on them. And for some reason, I guess because it's winter, nobody's selling them right now. I go to all these garden stores and there's a few here and there. So it's been much harder to find planters than I thought it was going to be or pots. 
Um, and I'm particularly drawn to McCoy pottery, which was produced um, in the early 1900s. It's uh, a lot of it's green. Well, at least the ones that I like have a nice green glaze to them. Um, they're very recognizable. Once you start collecting them, you can you see their shape and you think, oh yeah, that's probably McCoy. And then you turn it over, and it often is. But there are, there are a couple other makers that have similar. Um, designs to them so if any of you guys know where i can get some mccoy pottery let me know (laughs) please get in touch send it her way yes oh and one more thing i just want to say that i think my obsession for houseplants in particular has been fueled by our interview with urban jungle bloggers we'll put a link to that interview on the show notes page as well but judith and igor who run that blog are amazing and it's a really fabulous interview so if you want to have a little green thumb inspiration definitely check that one out okay thank you so much for listening and for continuing to support the style matters podcast and thank you to everyone who wrote in with questions about organizing dilemmas We're in the process of writing back to you all, so if you haven't heard from us, you should very soon. And finally, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter if you haven't already, and we'd so appreciate if you take a minute and rate us on iTunes. This is a great way for other people to be able to find this podcast and for us to continue to do it. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to go deeper with your own design goals, go to littleyellowcouch.com. There you can see the show notes page for each episode, read about our own design philosophy, and sign up for our newsletter. By signing up, you can expect exclusive content, updates on the show, and special offers just for our newsletter subscribers. And if you haven't already, rate us on iTunes to keep this podcast going strong. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.